Lying in the ointment, Hans. Mookie in the wrench. A pain in the ass. Well, you know, that's all the things that we are here at Online Big Blue. Of course, this is Tim, this is Online Big Blue, bringing you the best of New York Giants Sports Talk Entertainment. Oh, we're not going to be saying that much longer. Channel news real quick. Uh, the deal has been done. The deal has been cut. Online Big Blue will end uh, two days after, the, or maybe three, I think three days after the Giants season ends. Um, so whenever the Giants final game is, if it's in the Super Bowl, if it's um, in Minnesota, if it's in San Francisco, uh, the channel will be ending three days after that. And uh, it's with a heavy heart that I'm gonna, that I have to say that that is happening. But um, uh, some things have transpired. We're 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 moving on to a different project. The good news is, if you still want to follow me and you still want to follow uh, some things, we got we got a big project coming up. We got a lot of we got some very fun coming up, and um, I hope everyone enjoys it. We'll we'll talk about it more. Um, when we get closer to that and to, in that three day window, that 72 hour window, we'll talk about it then a little bit more, but, uh, I am excited about it and I hope everyone will, um, uh, will be excited about it just as much as well and, and tune in. Uh, you know, I see a lot of things about the giants right now and what's going to happen in Philadelphia. I'm going to Philadelphia. I'm going to the game. Why not? Because you know what? It's the giant game. Philadelphia is less than 45 minutes from my house. I, I I love the NFL. I love giant football. So I'm going to wear my blue and I'm going to sit there in the middle of that sea of green and root for the home or not root for the home team, but root for the away team. But there has been a lot of speculation that the giants should play their starters, that they shouldn't arrest their guys, that people hearken back to 2007 days of y'all when Tom Coughlin decided to play against the vaunted uh, New England Patriots, which was a, uh, uh, you know, at the time was undefeated. They were going for that undefeated. It's not only seasonal record, but complete seasonal record, including the uh, Super Bowl and the playoffs like the Miami Dolphins did. And the Giants played the starters when they really had no reason to. They had won the week before in Buffalo at 38-21. They were 10-5. and um, Honestly, there was no... There, there was nothing the Giants could gain in that game in 2007, but there was something that they had to play for, and that was the fact that they were playing a team that was going to be or going for an undefeated season in, you know, for the first time since the, since the Miami Dolphins. And and I think that's that was that was one of the big things that Tom Coughlin did not want that to happen. In Giant Stadium. Did not want that to happen. Because back then it was still Giant Stadium. People forget about that. They didn't want that to happen there. They didn't want it to happen on their own home turf. Yes, there was nothing else to play off, but there was more than pride to play off. And Coughlin at that point in time, his his team had already been through some of the ups and downs of the seasons. They had those two big losses early on in the year in 2007. Then they rattled off, what, six, six in a row. Then they lost to the Cowboys, won to uh, beat the Lions, lost to the Vikings, and then they won two in a row, lost to the Redskins, and then put them in the Bills. The team was the team was starting to gel, and I think in some ways, Coughlin needed something to rally his team going into the playoffs. And I think his also his philosophy because Coughlin is more of a historian. He didn't want, like I said, he did not want the New England Patriots to go sixteen and zero in Met, excuse me in the Meadowlands in Sims. To McConkey, 47 yards. <laughs> I always like doing my Bob Shepard. Um, but it, it was just, he just did not want that to happen in New York. And of course, we lost that game 35 38. I was there. 
I remember that because it was a Monday night game, I believe, if I remember correctly, because I remember I didn't go to work the next day. But this game in Philadelphia, there's more things that could happen to be a detriment to this giant team than could be a, a benefit. The Giants could go into this game with their starters and put up another stinker like they did against Philadelphia already. The Giants could go into this game with their starters and come out not as healthy as they need to be to go into Minnesota. If it is Minnesota, but we're pretty much we're we're all pretty much under agreement and consideration that it is that it is Minnesota. So there's there's no there's there's really no win-win here. If you go out there and you beat Gardner Gardner Minshew and you beat him, you know, 17-16, I'm not seeing that as a big playoff push. If you go in there and they play Jalen and we lose 35-17, you're going in with a 35-17 loss into one of the biggest games that you have had in years. If you go in there and you lose Saquon Barkley, if you go in there and you lose Daniel Jones, if you go in there and you lose Kayvon Thibodeau, you're, you have more of an opportunity to be not at full strength when that game rolls along. And listen, I'm old school. I always believe you play your guys no matter what. I always believe that that it's best for an organization, even if it's the last game of the season, even if you only have two or three wins, that you play all your guys and you play hard. Because I played on a bunch of losing teams. And you play hard. And you should play hard either way. But when you have not been in this playoff situation for years and you have the opportunity to go into it. Now, I'm not saying the Giants are going to win in Minnesota, but I do think they could steal this game in Minnesota. They've already put, And like I said, I don't put a lot of credence in 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 matchups that happen during the season because of the fact that the playoffs are a different beast playoffs are a different atmosphere, but Daniel Jones plays well in the dome. You, you already, you're not as you're not like the 2007 Patriots. When we played him in the Super Bowl. you, you are not as fearful of the team because in the season you did, they did squeak by with the win. So there's an opportunity, you know, with playing in these types of conditions that the Giants could potentially steal a playoff game. So why not go in full strength? Why not go in with all your guys running on all cylinders? That's just what I think. The Daniel Jones contract, uh, it's it's been it, it's it's been something again that I, I keep seeing and I, I just I, I just don't get it. I mean, I see people like 200 million, 100 million, this, this. And then you have the people that are like, well, what you need to do is you need to give him a three-year contract with a one-year out for the team. Uh, so you want the player who you believe to be your Messiah to take a three-year contract with a team's option to get out of the first year. That's not telling me you're trusting the guy. But you need to be realistic when you look at these contracts. Because, again, like I said, I go away for a couple days. The IQs just drop sharply while I was away. And that's what I think when I read these things on Twitter, when I read these things on, uh, on Instagram. You can't give this guy $100 million. You can't give him $200 million. And we're going to go through this one more time. We're going to talk about realistic contract value as well. And I love the idiots that post shit in the comment section. And I love when they're like, you know, you know, you're just you're just leaving because of the fact that Daniel Jones is going to get a contract, and and someone sets up that on a, someone else's stream that they sent me a screenshot, and it goes, online Big Blue is there punching air because Daniel Jones is playing like you're just a bunch of fucking idiots. Do you really think that this has anything to do with my life? Do you really think that this this isn't this this isn't anything? Do you really think that? Do you think I'm 12 years old? 
My God, what the hell is wrong with some people? But I just love it because they leave the comments and I leave stupid comments back. So it makes me, it makes me chuckle. It makes me laugh during the day. Uh, but realistically, if you're looking at contract value, you have to see what Daniel Jones is considered in, re- in reference to the rest of the league. I, I saw Max Kellerman, I guess the other day said that Daniel Jones was a top five quarterback. I don't, I don't know what league he's a top. I don't know what league he's a top five quarterback in. I, I have no idea, but he's not a top five quarterback. I mean, you're looking at, if you're looking at top five quarterbacks, you're probably looking at Mahomes, Brady, Herbert, uh, Burroughs, Josh Allen. Uh, you, you know, you, you, you got to give Jared Goff his due, man. I, I got to give Jared Goff all, all the, all the dues in the world. Um, and, and I just laugh because I was looking at quarterbacks that I would probably take over Daniel Jones. And I was saying Mahomes, Brady, Herbert. Uh, yeah, I would actually take Kirk Cousins over Jones, Burroughs, Goff. I wouldn't take Geno Smith. I would take Trevor Lawrence. I wouldn't take Tua. I would take Carr. I would take Rodgers. I would take Hertz. Uh, at this point in time, I'd probably still take Russell Wilson. So I've already picked 14 guys that I've already, I would already take over Daniel Jones. Um, I would actually take Dak Prescott over Daniel Jones. I would take a healthy Kyler Murray over Daniel Jones. I would take Lamar Jackson over Daniel Jones. I would take a healthy uh, Matthew Stafford over Daniel Jones. Um, it's funny that you had people that wanted to take a healthy Jimmy G over Daniel Jones not too long ago. So there's probably about 17, 18 guys right off the bat that I would take off, uh, take over Daniel Jones. And that's also because of the fact that you have people like Matt Ryan, uh, Mills, Davis, Davis Mills, Mac Jones, Andy Dalton, Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, a uh, young Ryan Tannehill, I would have taken over Daniel Jones. I would potentially even take Justin Fields over Daniel Jones. And if you take a look at Justin Fields' stats, they're they're pretty similar, <laughs> except for the uh, except for the passing completion percentage, because Kyler Murray actually throws the ball downfield. Uh, but he's got 14 touchdowns. I mean, Kyler Murray's got 17 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. If you look statistically in reference to the rushing yardage, um, I mean, he was on pace to beat. Let's uh, excuse me, Lamar Jackson's rushing record. Um, that Justin Field was, I think he was 40 something yards away for beating the all time record for uh, excuse me, rushing yards for a quarterback. And well, that, that's not, that's not going to happen now. Uh, of course, because of the fact that he is out for the game, but there's probably, if you take a look at the grand scheme of things, I'd probably take, there's probably about 18 to 19 guys. I'd take over Daniel Jones right now. So if you look at that statistically and you put that in perspective and you actually look where he falls within the league, uh, if you're looking at passing yardage, is yardage he is 15th in the league. If you're looking at touchdowns, he is 19th. If you're looking in for reference to interceptions, uh, what let's see. He would now this is interceptions in reference to he's actually tied with Jalen Hurts in reference to last in league for interceptions thrown, um, which would be five. If you again, like I said, if you take a look at first down passing which is a big stat people, a lot of people don't look at. He is actually 14th in the league. Um, so let's see here. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Let's see what others. Uh, I always like it. You always look at the adjusted yard gains per pass attempt. He is 17th in the league. You also look at the yards gained per pass attempts that are, that are not adjusted. That means in reference to where he throws the ball in the field, he is 23rd in the league. So if anything, he is, if you take a look at it statistically, and if you go through all the advanced stats, I love when people go through the advanced stats, he is an average NFL starting quarterback. Average. 
He's he's and I love how people say that he this is a career year for Daniel Jones. Did they did they, did they change the definition of career year? Did did they did they change that definition? He's only thrown the ball 472 times. He's got 3205 yards, 15 touchdowns and five interceptions. That's a career year. I, I, Josh Allen, who they said took a step back as Dable left, has almost the same statistics as he had last year. He's got over 4,000 yards, 32 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. Geno Smith has got 29 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Trevor Lawrence, 24 to 8. Jared Goff, 29 to 7. Joe Burrows, 34 to 12. Patrick Mahomes, 40 to 12. Kirk Cousins, 28 to 14. You got Justin Herbert, who's having an off year, 23 to 10. And you got Tom Brady, who's still even at 197 years old, as at 24 to 8. I'm sorry, 24 to 9. You even have Tua Tyler, I can never say Tua's last name, uh, who's 25 to 8, and he's actually been out and missed some games and has been dealing with injuries. You got Dak Prescott, who's been dealing with injuries, is still 22 to 14. Hell, Andy Dalton, 17 to 9. You have Lamar Jackson, 17 to 7. You got Justin Fields, like I said, 17 to 11. So if you get, if you're looking at through this, through the eyes of the prism in reference to regular quarterbacks, you're, you're looking at him being, an, like I said, an average statistical starter. So what does that translate into in reference to a contract? Well, that's that's going to be the big question because you can't sit if you are a if you are a starting quarterback and you think you know your worth. If you are a starting quarterback and you think you know what you can go out there and get, you're not going to take a team friendly deal to say with the Giants. You you you. This is a business. This this is a business. Now the top quarterbacks would be right now in reference to contracts. You're looking at Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson. Josh Allen, Derek Carr, Stadford, Dak Prescott, all make $40 million a year. And then below that, you have Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. Well, Carson Wentz is just a joke. Same with uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, they make in the 30s. And then you have the next level, which is the Tannehills, the Bradys, which should make anywhere, which make about uh, $29 million. And then you have the Baker Mayfields and the Jameis Winstons, which make 14 And then everyone below that makes below $9 million. So do we think that Daniel Jones falls into that upper tier? The Rodgers, Wilsons, Murray. And again, we're not looking at this in reference to statistics for this season. We're looking at a lot of these players earn these contracts over having a career. Are, are we looking at the, him falling somewhere between Rodgers, Wilsons, Murray, Watson, Mahomes, Allen, Carr, and Bradford, and Dak? No, I don't put him in that level. I don't put him in that level in, in reference to being contractual value. Are we looking at him being a Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, uh, Wentz, Ryan, or yeah, or Ryan or uh, Tana? Oh, excuse me, a Ryan who fits in that thirty million dollar range? No, I still don't see that because again, we're looking at this. Not a lot of these guys are got not only paid. A lot of these guys got paid for multiple years of success, not one. Are we then going to be looking at fitting him into that twenty nine to, to that twenty nine to twenty five million, which is going to be Tannehill, Brady, and Baker Mayfield? Excuse me, Tannehill, Brady, and Ryan. No, I, I still don't, I don't fit him there either. But I also don't fit him between Baker Mayfield and Jameis Winston that make the fifteen, make the fifteen and fourteen respectively. I don't fit. I don't fit him in that regards either. If you're looking now, the other problem is if you're going to be looking at the New York Giants in reference to re-signing players, 
if, if you're going to be looking at the New York Giants in reference to who they can bring back, you got you have to look at the salary cap. Now, I know a lot of people, we're not going to get too in-depth in it because we'll do a video of that later, but you have to get into the 2023 salary cap. Now, we've talked about this before. My numbers are usually pretty accurate on the salary cap. I've been pretty good anywhere 100000 either way. I got us right now at $54 million in salary cap space right now. And I laugh because you see some of these websites and they have Daniel Jones's market value at $25.5 million. That's crazy. That's like when Leonard Williams wanted that huge contract. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not market value. You can't give Daniel Jones $25 million. But right now, if you look at it, you got 42 players under contract. You're looking at an estimate. My estimated cap space, uh, hold on. I have 54 point, I have 54.1 right now for the Giants in estimated cap space. So let's automatically take your 54.1. And now that number is probably going to fluctuate because you're probably going to move on from skies and get rid of some guys and renegotiate some contracts. But even at the 54.1 right now, you got to take 11 and you got to take 11 million right off the top in reference to your rookie contracts, your, 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 your hold money for your rookie contracts. Uh, so you're looking at 43.1 million right now. And you have 41 active guys on the roster. Of course you need 53. Um, and you're looking at the contracts that are probably going to go away. You're going to look at Sterling Shepard. Uh, we're not. It's you're not really going to save much on Sterling Shepard because of what because they're renegotiating. His cap hit is going to be four million. Your dead cap space is going to be four million. It, it's interesting because if you look at the Giants contractually, their their contracts are still pretty screwed up next year. You got Leonard Williams at 32 million. You got Kenny G at 21, which would be a dead cap number of 14. You got a Dory Jackson sitting there at 19 million with a dead cap number of 10. Yeah, Dexter Lawrence, you're not you're not moving on from. You're not touching Andrew Thomas. You're not moving on from touching Glowinski. Is Glowinski's contract is an albatross. You got a seven million dollar cap hit with an eight million dollar dead cap number. You're not getting rid of Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, you could potentially move on from Tyrod Taylor, but you're still going to take a $5 million dead cap space, and you're only going to get a million dollars in savings. You can't move on from Evan Neal. You're not going anywhere with Graham Gano. Uh, you can't go on from Xavier McKinney. And then, like I said, after, it, it's sad right now because the way you look at the way the contract, uh, excuse me, the contracts are constructed for the Giants, um, you have right now, and we've talked about this before, you have a lot of your money tied up into three guys. And that, of course, is going to be Leonard, Kenny, and Adore. You're looking at almost 32% of your contract value, your cap hit, between those three guys. Now, I'm not saying those three guys are, 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 are you know, Kenny's going to be gone, but you're still going to get take a, you know, you're going you're gonna to save seven, but you're going to lose 14. And I think a lot of people don't understand the fact that when that dead cap number, let's just say you have a $230 million cap. And you have a dead cap number of 14, that 200. And so you, so if you take that $230 million cap number, you automatically have to subtract 14 million from it. I mean, and I know a lot of people think that's you know simple, but that's what you have to do. So that leaves you then with the, uh, excuse me, with the total contract value for your cap for 216. So if you think you're going to sit there and give Daniel Jones 25 million, when you only have 43 after your rookie class, you're looking at, and even if you go through incentives and other things, it's going to have to be extremely incentive laden, but you're still going to probably be on the hook for a minimum of 17. You're going to be looking at 26 million and you still need to sign Saquon Barkley. 
you still need to bring back you people forget Jay Love. Julian Love is a free agent. Darius Darius Slayton is is a free agent. <laughs> so there's there's a large number of players that have been we'll say beneficial to this team that you need that you that you're gonna need to bring back that you're going to need to talk about, that you're going to, like I said, everyone in the season was killing Darius Slayton. Everyone hated Darius Slayton. I was one of those dumb asses that said Darius has got to play because he is a true, not a number one, potentially a number two, definitely a number three. But you got Darius Slayton, you got Love, you got Barkley. I mean, it's, 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 it's one of those things that you got guys that are coming up that need to be signed along with Daniel Jones. And I think Love right now is only 20. It's amazing. Love is only 24 years old. Slayton is only 25. Barkley's 25. And Jones is 25. So you figure Love contractually, if you look at the way he's played, he's probably earned between 7 to $8 million, I would think. Barkley, I wouldn't give Barkley more than 10 to $11 million. But even if you did that, that's already taking 18 off your 26. So that already puts you at $8 million, which means you're probably going to have to let Darius walk. I think Darius's value uh, probably would fall in 3 to $6 million. So you figure that as well. So now you're looking at your contract value with Daniel Jones and saying, okay, how can I give him 25 Because if I give, if I give six to Slayton and I get, and I, I'm already, and I give the rest of Daniel Jones, I'm already in the negatives. I don't make up the math, kiddies. I don't. I, I, I'm sorry. One plus one, still two, right? The math is what it is. Sorry, I also had to have some coffee. The math is what it is. You made a mistake in that Leonard Williams contract. The previous regime made a huge mistake in that Leonard Williams contract. I, I've talked about that Leonard, that Leonard Williams contract ad nauseum. His, his production does not equal his contractual value. You gave him three years, $63 million. You had to renegotiate year 23, where you're going to have a dead cap number of $20 million if you get rid of him. You're not going to renegotiate his contract again because of the fact that you gave him a, a, a dead cap year of almost $6 million in 2024 just so you could maintain cap space, operational cap space. You, 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 can't, you can't fall back into that. You can't fall back into that, that, that quagmire that you did with Daniel Jones. And, and you can sit there as many times as you want and say, well, we have to look at this. Uh, you know, we have to look at this because he's, he's had the, a good season. He's had a great season. I, I've never seen, I love when people say he's had an MVP season. Really? 3,000 yards, 15 touchdowns. Yeah. Okay, 600 yards rushing, whatever. That, yeah, it's not an MVP season. It's a disgrace to players who've had MVP seasons to put that in the same anticles. So for the people that want to give him this exorbitant amount of money, and I also love people like, well, we have to give him a contract that's incentive-laden. So you believe in his value so much that you want to give him a three-year contract with a one-year out that's all incentive-based. You either want them or you don't want them. 
But if you're looking at this from a statistical standpoint in regards to math, in reference to your cap space, in reference to your current contracts, in reference to t- and like I said, I have I have probably have the unique perspective that I am the only giant YouTuber who's actually sat in cap meetings. And I love when they keep people the feng shui people. Those, the cap is a living breathing thing. Look at Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia won a Super Bowl and had a couple down years because of the cap. It happens. Same with the Saints. It happens. You you can only push your cap money out so far and have, you know, you know uh, gladly play you Tuesday for a hamburger today when you have to sit there and understand that sooner or later you got to pay the piper. And I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not talking about Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper. You have to look at what is realistic. And the, the Giants can say whatever they want. Or the Giants can allegedly say whatever they want in January because who is going to be giving away their draft and free agent strategy in January? What do you want them to say? You want them to say, we're not bringing them back? We're going to draft a quarterback? No, you can't. If you're going to look at this from, like I said, a logical stat cap standpoint, and a lot of people probably didn't hang out this long because a lot of people aren't fucking logical. They're fans, and they're more fanatics than they are fans. But if you're going to give, I would give Daniel Jones no more than $17 million. I would give him, I would offer Daniel Jones a two-year contract, $17 million. Most of the, I would give him one year guaranteed. And then I would make the I would then make the second year player voidable. And even then I'm gonna have to move around a lot of money to make this possible. And then limit myself in free agency. And I hope and hope that I I I I hit it big in the draft. And hopefully my guys come back from injuries. But I think that's what's the way you got to look at it. You have to look at it. And like I've said it before, fans look at the season. Head coaches look at the season. General managers look at the longevity of the team. And again, this is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing you the best of New York Giants sports talk entertainment. And as always, if you like, you can subscribe. If you ring that bell, you're going to be awesome.